From the Slim Kives, is that I'm your host, Slim. Paper Keg, episode 69, and feeling fine. Oh boy. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Paperkeg.com. We have like 20,000 Tumblr followers. We don't know what to do with. We don't do anything with them. They love us anyway. They love when we post a cover of a comic book. <laughs> they do. That's all they like. Uh, welcome to the show. We talk about industry news, uh, the books we're reading. Yeah, we do a book club. Love and Rockets. And when we also do letters. We, do. we read your letters live to close out the show. Uh... I know what you're thinking. Comic podcasts stink. And I've probably already deleted this episode. Wait. Don't, Please. Give, don't give up just yet. Please don't. Uh, let's introduce the hosts. With the most. Podcast bad boy. Uh, Dale... Underscore A. He's here. He's a family man. Um, I do. Uh, my my family, my paper cake family. Uh, I got nothing but love, Jones, for your body and your skin tone. <laughs> I don't even know what just happened. Yeah. I think there's a rap song lyrics. It just got street. That's I, I try to keep it street. Thank, when thanks for being here. I'm like the next blackest guy, and you're gonna need me today because our black host is not here. Exactly. Again, I, yeah, exactly. Two, two weeks turn thirty. <laughs> Still at his thirtieth birthday party. Yeah. Uh, to our black replacement host left is an unpublished by choice writer. He has been working on the comic to change the world for several years. He has a Twitter account for that comic book. Check it out. That's right. Dot com. Well, he, those, those tweets have been published, right? I mean, technically. Technically, you're a published Twitter writer. A Twitter. Welcome to the show, Jonesy Loves Beer. Thank you. Thank you for having me back to the outer limits of Cape May, New Jersey, where we record this fine comics podcast. It's going to be a late night. You know it. We're recording this in the past, and That's it's right. almost midnight, and we're in, like, deep south New Jersey. If there is some kind of power outage, we will die out here. <laughs> you will. The hills have eyes out here. You know what I mean? Uh, what a show. I'm excited to be here with you guys again. Good. I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm lying. You're tired. I have five hours sitting in front of me. It's, just, it's <laughs> like it's like dancing in front of me. It's like the telltale heart over here. It won't stop <laughs> staring at you. Did a ghost bartender pour that for you yeah. as you were watching over a lodge? And I had a big uh, grin on my face. 
Uh, what a movie, huh? Kill your friends. It's a not widescreen. We're at HD on the streaming services. The they're Shining. Getting, uh, the they're Shining. getting uh, re-released this uh, fall to theaters. The Shining? Yeah. With an extra 24 minutes of footage. Can I really? get it on my Xbox? In theaters. <laughs> news. What's happening in the world of news? Well, that was your first news tidbit. You're welcome for the Shining <laughs> news. Look into the uh, movie websites for your uh, for that. Yeah, that's where you come. The Walking Dead. Speaking of fall, Halloween-ish. The Walking Dead uh, issue 100 was out. Yeah, uh, broke all kinds of records. The great, the highest selling book of the century. Yeah, the twelve year young century. Oh God, isn't it? Uh, it's going back for a second printing because three hundred and eighty three thousand copies of the book was just not enough. How many copies do you think they would have sold if there was no variants? Put it out there. Divide it well, by was nine? there seven variants or nine variants? It was like ten, I think. Ten counting the. Super special comicsology print variant that was going on the the. Uh, we like to give back to the people. You guys are amazing. <laughs> Let me just tell you. And uh, in in news that I'm more interested in, The Walking Dead has signed a deal with Universal Studios theme parks. Get out of here! They're going to be featured in the uh, the Halloween Horror Nights theme that they run through September and October at Universal Studios. Really, which is amazing because they the park stays open late. And uh, it's basically like walk, the theme park turns into a huge haunted house. Sounds dangerous. And if anybody could do it, the magic of Universal movies. Do they have magic? It's like magic. It's not really magic, but it's uh, like... Disney it has the trademark on magic. I yeah. saw that uh, TM backdraft attraction several years ago. Like 30 years ago? Frightening. I thought I was going to die. Really? It's another Matthew it? Modine vehicle. Backdraft. You ever, you ever been on it? You're like being burned alive, and the <laughs> and the warm. stand is like moving up and down. Really, like, this is it. I'm gonna die during this dopey backdraft attraction. It's like Very you're hot. riding the movie. Yeah, yeah. Two worst ways to go: drowning and being burned alive. Oh, yeah. Fact. It's even, in the Bible. I don't want to think about it. What's happening? Anything else? Darwin Cook. I heard of him. He just had a big book out. The score. Mm. You know, the. Mm. Uh, the adaptations to his Donald Westlake novels. Mm-hmm. Just announced a fourth and a fifth book coming out. out. Next out. year is the fourth book, The Mourner. And uh, the fifth book will be out after a couple other long-term projects of his. So there's going to be no shortage of uh, Parker adaptations from the great Darwin Cook. You know what I mean? Got into it with someone on the Twitter about the pricing of that book. Digital. <sighs> Can you believe that? What do you th- what do you think uh, about the pricing of that book? I think that you can be honest. I don't I, mean, I don't set the prices. What was it? Twenty five bucks? Yeah. Eh, I mean that's a lot, but you're I either. Think, gonna... I guess it's the same. It was the same price as print. Same same price match. Which I mean, when you look at three ninety nine comic, it makes sense. Like one for one, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't think just because he, that guy had a problem with it. I mean, doesn't he doesn't speak for everybody, I don't think. He had a huge problem because basically you're paying to rent the book cuz that's I, a thing. I can't stand when people say renting. I, I know it's it's When does the rental when does the rental expire? Right, because they're when so When do we take it away from you? Right. Well, that's and he, they're probably worried about like comicsology going under or something like that. Yeah. But where at this point is comicsology just going to go away with no golden parachute with no somebody buy, like and people are paying the money. Look at the mm. money. Look at it. Look at the business. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. 
You know, uh, I think Top Shelf does them cool. I don't think they charge same day. Like, um, the underwater welder came out for ten bucks. That's probably not going to be ten bucks when it hits print. Yeah, I was. Uh, that's a good point because um, I think it's going to be at least. It's got to be at least twelve or fifteen at least. It's a yeah. hardcover novel. I mean, wonder how much that's going to be. I still haven't. F- I've finished that yet. You still trying to download it or what? <laughs> One of the worst experiences of my life where I couldn't download that book before my plane ride. <laughs> I, no, because I thought I, I set like 10 downloads, like the plane leaves in an hour, set them all. And then like as I'm about to close my iPad, I see that they were still stalled there at like oh, 0%. No. Like they never started. I guess I the app quit. Oh, I hate that. And I was like, no. <laughs> Longest fl- You have to reread stuff you already downloaded. And here. I had the middle seat like for the <laughs> flight. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. My Man. wife and I did that with a rental movie in the airport before we left for Florida last year, or this uh, previous year, where uh, we wanted to like rent a movie on iTunes. So I started to download, put my iPad, you know, back in my bag, went to uh, you know the calf, and then we we had like a good two hours to the plane uh, boarded, and then at some point the Wi-Fi quit, and the iPad just didn't pick it up again. So when I came back, like only four percent of the film had downloaded. <laughs> It was like a waste of four ninety nine, and then I never got to see it. So. Those are big files too. The I think I bought uh, there will be blood, and the, the HD file is like six gigs. Oh my gosh! Why would I? Why would I ever download that to an iPad? The uh, that's what the uh, Lord of Lord of the Rings extended editions are too. I mean, when you get the free digital copies of those, crazy. We need to move on. We're running Absolutely. out of tape right now. Uh, Good who, news segment, who wants huh? to go first? Do you want to start it off, newsman? I'll go. I mean, I'm I'm talking anyway. Please do. Everybody's listening. I'm listening. <clears throat> um. Oh boy, what do I talk about? All last show, <laughs> we talked about everything. Uh, Conan the Barbarian number six. Is that Brian? Is that your boy? It's my boy Brian Wood. B Wood. James Harron, who was interesting because he he did a little bit of spot work here and there at for DC and Marvel a couple years ago. And he basically kind of faded away, and he's like, if if Conan's any indication, he's like exploding back on the scene with this current uh, taste the explosion. Yeah, taste the explosion of Harren in your mouth. <laughs> um, this is why we can never get played at a comic book shop. Well, just so, who's talking? You yeah, are the one know. that does not get us played anywhere near that coffee shop. Um, so Conan is still with his lady. The Queen of the Black Coast, Baylit, and uh, Baylit, Baylit, and her uh, band of pirates had a plan to where they were going to uh, dock to Messantia, mm. which is the city that they first uh, uh, found Conan when he was running from the town guard, and uh, they were basically the plan is they were going to turn Conan in to uh, kind of set in motion. They put in a mole basically in town. Put Conan in jail for the night. Things are going to go badly. Bailey and her pirates are just basically going to rob the town blind. And uh, it, it's ex- executed perfectly. I mean, James Harron draws action sequences. Like um, like when you see Conan like getting his sword back for the first time, it's just like you get tingles up and down your body because of the, uh, just the feeling you get. Like, holy crap, this guy is about to wreck S. Has uh, what's her face come back to this title since the first three issues yet? Uh, she's coming back for seven, at least seven, eight, and nine. Okay. Was that Becky so, Clooney? Becky yeah. Clooney, yeah. She took an extended break. I guess yeah, three, well, there's three issues. Three. Or she four, did that. Four, um, Batman 
one that's coming out, I guess, oh, yeah. next month. Batman maybe? 12, right? Yeah. That's going to be cool. I would. I can't wait to see her own mm-hmm. Batman. Mm-hmm. Tells the story of that broad, the mystery broad that saved Batman from the labyrinth drown, drowning. Oh, yeah. Thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Labyrinth. Labyrinth. <laughs> I don't uh, know what happened right there. So, I mean, it, there's still time. Get on this series if you haven't checked it out. It's it's a it's completely amazing. Floored by the artwork. I'm completely floored. What can by you the compare artwork. his work to? Name five artists right now. I'm look, I'm too big to fail right now. <laughs> Don't do that. Is it me. my turn? If you say it's your turn. You're the E P L P V I P you book, decide. Book I uh just read. JLA no, I'm not gonna do JLA <laughs> read letter. Uh Wolverine, the jungle adventure. You've heard of this? Uh, you would you tweet about this? Tweeted about it recently. Okay. I was going through the long box mm. seeing what's what. God bless. This is a, I I pulled out a few classics. I pulled out a a Klaus Jansen Frank Miller joint, uh Daredevil and Frank Miller <laughs> Frank Castle, the Punisher. Uh also, the Jungle Adventure, uh, Wolverine, Reign of Terror, where he gets transported into like this Victorian era junk. It was garbage. Andy Kubert, early Andy Kubert. But um, Jungle Adventure is Mike Mignola on Ooh, art. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Simonson writing. Get out of here. Uh, Available on the app? No. This is a print trade paperback. Oh, Slim's TPV? long box app. This is this is the long box happening. Uh, so this is like late '80s, gorgeous. Sounds amazing. It's like a graphic novel. Uh, takes place. He uh, he goes to the Savage Land to retrieve a little lighter. You know, gets into a battle with these brute brute characters. NBD. You know, and ends up leading the tribe because he beat the boss. So he's like, yeah, all right, give me a loincloth. I'm going to hang out here with this sexy minx. You know, maybe make some sweet love for a while and hang out. Something fishy's going on in this, this little town. Make some sweet heron, as I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, you know, something, something fuzzy is happening. Fight a T-Rex. It's not just your regular little T-Rex. It's a robot inside. Ooh, not good. Uh, so Wolverine's like, I got to get down and dirty. And he puts on his, uh, his brown and tans. Ooh. Favorite mm. costume, by the way. I need to borrow this for the world. Slim. This the world does not know my Wolverine favorite costume, but now they do. Brown Mi- and tan. Mignola's Wolverine. Mignola's anything. Insert Mignola blank, and it's the greatest that has ever been done. High five, my friend. Uh, so he gets deep into the Savage Land, gets to find out the culprit. Apocalypse. What? My young mind sees Wolverine and Apocalypse. This is why I bought it. I saw Wolverine versus Apocalypse in a comic book. Give me this immediately. And I still have this copy. Um, so they battle. And there's a there's a, there's a a little odd teaser that Marvel kind of used to do back then where like they would they would leave off something where like we'll we come back to this years later. It's uh, the woman that he was like betting in the Savage Land. He leaves. She's got a kid now. What? Whose kid is it? Wolverine. You never know. They don't. They don't bring. They don't follow up. Is he one of the kids that Aaron puts him against? The T Rex runs. I don't know. Nah, I don't know. I don't. I mean, it could be. 
Could, dead's kid's probably dead now. Wolverine killed him. How does Walt Simonson characterize Logan? He says bubble lot, which is just you know tops for me. Smokes. Mm-hmm. He's a total ba. Mm, I'm down. Walks around a loincloth half I'm the with book. You on this one, PG, uh, and he has sex this? with a sexy lady. Walt Simonson just and he wears the ass. brown and tans. Uh, oh, this is another thing I wanted to bring up. The the whole reason I found this was because a couple months ago, uh, bloody choices we talked about. Like how there was this storyline where Wolverine went after a child molester, and they like right. Marvel never reprints oh, this yeah. one. But he fights a character in the book called Shiv, that is like a Hawaiian brother of Wolverine, and he's like Wolverine, but he wears a little. He has like the Garth mustache, where Michael Knight's like twin brother has a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like they see each other, and Wolverine is like something smells familiar about this guy. And this is like seven, like maybe late seventies, early eighties, and. His name's Shiv, and he has claws. Like, he has the, the Dakin claws, where like, or the Dakin claw that comes out of his wrist, like the one big one. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's really odd. They allude to them having a relationship, but they never get back into it. This is another instance where they have this character in Wolverine's past that they just drop. It, it would have been hokey if they ever made it something, but... Wow. The Jungle Adventure, Mignola, worth every cent. How about the um, the the James Howlett that's going to be in the Extreme X Men? What about what's his, his story? He's like a I want to say Texan. No, he's like he's English. like he's like Canadian governor or something like lieutenant. Oh, is he? I thought he was I thought he was English in this one, but he has he has gold adamantium claws. He's got one of those like um, the best mustaches. Must- like yeah. he's a oh, like he's an English constable. Did he come over from the Astonishing X Men run where they go through the Greg, parallel universes? Greg Pak. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one. His uh, if you ever if you follow him on Twitter, he uh, does these little video trailers for all his projects, and I'm just like totally enamored. Like I want to read all his stuff and support him. How was that because stuff? Because he does his. Uh, I don't think I've read anything yet <laughs> from it, like other than the Hulk stuff. Because uh, Extreme X Men might come out this week, or mm-hmm. maybe it came out last week, according to the super duper to the podcast time recording timelines. Yeah, hmm. and uh, the I'm actually interested in Doctor Strange season one comes out in September too. Oh yeah. I like the uh, season one so far. But the, the uh, lights, Lieutenant, Canadian President, Lieutenant James Howlett, uh, Dazzler, Kid Nightcrawler or mm-hmm. something, and somebody else. I Emma. can't believe it's getting ongoing, to be honest. Yeah, I, that's, I figured that's they would be astounding. like, you know, do a limited series first. I never understand why they do that. Like, let's just do an ongoing. They're probably full of regret because then they came up with Marvel Now and they're like, oh, crap. <laughs> Uh, Jonesy loves exhaling loudly into the mic. I go about it. I'm not going to lie. What are you reading right now? I wanted to talk about the new Avengers issue 28. <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what's, uh, what's happening in new Avengers? Uh, this came out several weeks ago, but the reason I want to talk to you guys about it was, um, the Jones guy. Bendy, Bendy wrote it. Mm-hmm. Guess who it features? Spider Woman and uh, Luke Cage. Luke, Luke Cage, Cage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this was written by Bendy to appease all the fans of, of uh, all the Luke and Spider Woman haters out there, if you will. The issue. Did I get killed in this issue? The issue. It gets better. <laughs> the issue is all about the X Men have basically set up a Avenger concentration camp at Utopia where they have no contact with the outside world. 
they have no hope. They're just in this citadel where they're just kept behind bars. So now I can't breathe in the mic. I'm uh, self-conscious about it. So Jessica Drake convinces one of her captors to please let me write a note to my daughter because I don't think you guys are going to let us live. I know that one of the Phoenix Five is going to give the kill order and I want to at least have a way to tell my daughter that I love her. Very touching, very sincere moment. Is this the hell prison? The magic form? No, this is not the hell prison. This is just a, a, the a, a physical... or x right, or whatever? A, oh. a, in Utopia. Hmm. And uh, so, you know, Jessica Drake betrays the trust of the person bringing their the, uh, pen and paper and escapes and busts out her husband and busts out Hawkeye and they make a run for it and they're about to escape... And you really think, you know, this is going to lead into to another big battle. They're all going to the uh, Kung Fu City. And then you realize, curtain drops, it's the danger room. Danger is vetting escape plans with these three characters by making them relive this scenario over and over and over again. Wiping their memories and having just a continual loop. Jeez. Like an evil Nazi Groundhog Day. It was crazy, and it, I think it makes like perfect sense too. I mean, that's what if any if Danger's going to do anything best, it's that it's going to be. I mean, perfect it's, it's use incredible. of a character in yeah. the in the AVX uh, lineup. But when you think about it, the X Men are really they're committing war crimes right now. It's wartime. Yeah, but I understand that. But when when AVX ends and Marvel now is upon us, like who was ever going to trust the X Men again? Me because of the I mean, like besides the, mental, the I are mean, you talking about universe, mental torture? Is or we're seeing an X Men that are not afraid to torture Avengers. We're seeing an X Men that, while they promote this um, this facade of helping the world, they're not afraid to take extreme measures against their allies to make sure they stay in power. Phoenix is like cocaine, bro. I, I get it, bro. What I'm saying is, like, I don't see how they could possibly come back from this. Mind wipes. My God, Mind wipe not. Earth. It's going to happen. I hope they don't do some crazy thing where they just negate it all by doing like a time loop. Like I hope Super the Phoenix doesn't fly around the world so fast <laughs> that it turns back the clock a year. I don't understand why that scene in that movie doesn't get more crap. That's the dumbest thing ever. Everyone thinks Superman is like the greatest movie ever. He turns Earth around to reverse time. Get out of here. Damn. This is how bad this issue is that we can't even stay on track about it. Uh, but no, I just, I that just really it lights the fire of they can't possibly. The X Men have now lost all credibility, with the exception of probably Wolverine and his uh, Jean Grey school. One thing I th- I walked away from that, and it's uh, it had me wondering because it's all f- fictitious anyway. These scenarios, like obviously, some of the X Men in charge of the X Brig in charge of f- taking care of them, like, they almost started to show signs of weakness. Like, they don't necessarily agree what the Phoenix Five are doing, but they're X-Men and they kind of have to stick together. But they definitely showed signs of weaknesses like and sympathy towards these Avengers characters. Now, it could all mean nothing and never be addressed because it was a fake issue anyway that never happened. But I thought it was cool to see, like, maybe some cracks within the ranks. Um, but, of course, that's p- danger. Danger could have been just, like making these people have fake feelings anyway. Plus it's a tie-in, so it'll probably be forgotten. Nobody reads those, right? It could be, possibly. Uh, Lightning round. 
two sentences or less of a book that you read. Next Wave, Agents of Hate, number one. Warren Ellis, Stuart Eminen. More Warren Ellis that I did not know existed and in the Marvel Universe? I'm about to get knuckle deep in some fin fang foom. <laughs> Those three sentences, I think, but yeah, I'll allow it. Thank you. Um, Batman Unseen. Kelly Jones on art. Scientist creates himself as the invisible man. Wild art. Check it out. Batman and Robin, issue 11. Tomasi and Gleason on Dutes. Really loving the story of Damien versus the past Batman wards. Why had nobody done this before now? Love and Rockets. Number one. Love and Rockets. Number one. News stories? Should we do a colon news stories? I guess colon news stories. Uh, Love and Rockets uh, is a book everyone talks about. Yeah, this is one of those books. Yeah, this is like heavily influenced. Like, why aren't you reading it? Why haven't you read it? You don't know comics until you know Love and Rockets. Pretty much you're a dummy. We've been called dummies. We have all our lives. Um, And it's unfortunate. The Hernandezes. The Hernandi. Jonesy, what's this book about? Give us some backstory. Love and Rockets. Bring us on home, Jonesy. Issue one. (laughs) Is a pulp style magazine where the A plot bookends this magazine issue. Uh, The A-plot is about a world where all the superheroes are women and they are chasing around one of the problems they created. Uh, They introduce almost in a Watchmen-esque capacity a couple of different women's teams that are revered and, you know, the members have come and gone and and it's, it's tales of redemption. It's But sprinkled in is a lot of silliness, a lot of pulp humor. And between these two tales is a collection of three to five page comics that are all purposefully off-center. Like there's one in particular where, is it the moon? Someone comes in to steal the moon. I I don't have the issue in front of me, but I read it today. Um... Yes, please. Could you pipe up my music for this? Uh, it's it's another book like last week with um, Flex Mantello that it's really hard to give a synopsis of a magazine-style book. It's almost in... I would say its closest anal- uh, analogy in modern comics would be Double Barrel. 
where it's not quite a single story. It's a collection of different ideas put under the Love and Rockets banner. Hmm. I don't... How do I feel about this book? It sounded like you just told us with that sigh. Did it? Jonesy sigh. I am sorry to everyone who is going to hate me from now on. But I could not get into this book. I tried long and hard to just stop flipping through pages and read what it had to tell me. But this is just one of those things where I'm not the person, I'm not the audience that this book was for. This was for a guy who wanted, you know, I want to, I want the medium to tell me something else. I want the medium to tackle things like, you know, uh, gay rights, or I want, you know, I want the medium to tackle, you know, why can't, you know, all superheroes be women? Like, it's just not that I'm against these things. It's just not my cup of tea. So I'll be honest, this, this was a huge slog for me to read. It was one of those books where, you have to read it for book club so that makes you turn the pages but if someone gifted me this book I wouldn't have gotten to the first five it just didn't do it for me it didn't turn me on wasn't my cup of tea and it just wasn't something I'm going to continue to read Dale underscore A <clears throat> love and rockets um, I liked the book I liked the uh the underground feel of it. It felt like kind of like a self-published thing where these two, uh, these brothers, their and I, uh, had these crazy off-the-wall stories they wanted to tell. Now, uh, much like last week's Flex Mentalo, not to, to the severity at all, a lot of the stories were kind of off-the-wall and uh, were more of a, a thinking man's kind of black-and-white story but it didn't infuriate me at all like I enjoyed the story for what it was I may not have understood some of them um like the man who was on a journey and he got he ate the worms in his taco and his his eyeballs like puffed up real bad like I kept chuckling when his that's awful you stare his swelled up eyes um I, I really liked the feel of the book though because obviously it's just printed uh probably to no real uh, schedule. There's four of them out now in these anthology formats, and I think they're going day and date. The next one in September. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you could tell, like a lot of work goes into these uh, black and white anthology collect- magazine collections. And uh, I mean, I, re- I really liked it. The uh, the uh, the very heavily Latin influenced because uh, you know I think because of the neighborhood that Hernandez brothers grew up in, and obviously they're of Latin descent. And uh, a lot of their stories have uh, Latin influence in them. Um, I, I mean, I, I really, I really liked it. Nothing really stood out as to be like something I'm going to uh, tout and uh, give a reason why you have to read these books. But uh, enjoying that, I just enjoyed them myself. I enjoyed reading all everything that these books had to offer. I don't. I remember, like, I think I looked up uh, when I first heard about Love and Rockets. I'm, I guess I've been ignorant to the whole thing, but I looked up the Wikipedia, you know, because I was wondering, you know, if this ever gets digital, what, what would I catch up? There's like a ton of volumes. 
it's like 30 years old. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot out there. Like, this is like, no, this is nothing compared to 30 years old. What the book is. This is my death knell. People are going to be like, you didn't read it 30 years ago. You just don't get it. You're an idiot. <laughs> You're right. Um, but I, from what I gathered, like, real quickly from a skimming, I thought it was just about this, these two women going through life and their life experiences. So that was, like, it for what I thought of what the book was about. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get this slice of life. Right. You know, yeah. coming of age title. And then I get to like the page, like five is, you know, this, I thought they were just like, well, page one, they're talking about this. Like they think this girl's a superhero. And then you find out that there actually are superheroes in this story. I'm like, what is going on? Like, this yeah. is not at all what I expected from this book. Um, but I, I thought that, the art is absolutely stunning the way that the women are drawn in this book. Like every face, every, you know, pose is absolutely gorgeous. Like an absolute work of art. And and I think it's great that, uh, there, and it's definitely made light of in the issue, but I mean, there's some overweight girls who are superheroes and Mm -hmm. I mean, they're drawn very, you know, very to that manner. They're not all like J. Scott Campbell, Mm-hmm. you know super heroines like they all have different body shapes and and uh some of them i think are lesbians i mean that's it's very groundbreaking in that sense too i mean uh i think all the art black and white it's all black and white art i mm-hmm. thought it was all great and and each story had its own style to it too yeah. the 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 superhero one was like it's at there is part one and then it breaks into various little mini stories where one is like a uh um a dean and jerry kind of like the the, the, the that was so weird that was a super odd one cuckoo he kept saying he called him cuckoo I, I thought i was back in you know crap and tallow land you know <laughs> snorting lsd or whatever that book was about snorting um but and the 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 story with the father um you know that that stuff didn't grab me as much but the overall, the the you know the the character, the superhero characters, the 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 what was their their team name? The the phenomenons. Yeah, um, the, the tiger girls, tiger tiger girls. I don't know. I thought I I enjoyed it. I I just was stunned that like this kind of a work with that kind of a an art style for the main story could escape my sight for so long. I guess I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, I'm more anxious to read. Maybe I was thinking of Strangers in Paradise. Is that like what's the storyline of that book? Uh, yeah, I think actually it's very simple. Like it's a couple of that's overweight volumes. friends, and they they are definitely I'm pretty sure have just like life experiences. I think. Um, pretty sure, but yeah, I mean it's it's odd like having like one single thought about a book, and then just having totally flipped on its head while you're reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like even when the the fanographic stuff and the Abrams like first came into the app, I think it's great that this kind of uh, genre are available in the app, like for folks like outside of Cape mm-hmm. Comics, and you know you also have Top Shelf. But it's great to get that diversity and what you can find. So I'm I was happy like. You know, I'm, I might not have loved it. I enjoyed it, but I I love the fact that I can get this, you know, in the app as e- as easy as I can Wolverine. Yeah, because something like this 
might definitely not be sold in your uh, more commercial comic shops. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, definitely probably, <clears throat> possibly not Barnes & Noble. I know Barnes & Noble carries the floppies. Um, I don't know if you'd be able to get something like this. You possibly could, but, um, you know, like probably the, uh, remember that, like, half-skin store that B. Corto went into in, in mm-hmm. like, Kansas? you probably find like a lot a of... gas station, I think. Uh, she found, and she found, like, that prawn... Vampire Prawn <laughs> book or something. Um, there's probably a lot of the uh, Love and Rockets in that used bookstore. Yeah. I mean, um, but you can definitely see how this inf- probably influenced a ton of people. Um, just, I mean, the fact that it's been around for 30 years says something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's like there was like a punk band named themselves after Love and Rockets. Hmm. The the book. I mean, uh, I can I can definitely say. I'm happy I've, I've checked it out. I would I would check more out, maybe for with a sale or something like that. But uh, definitely, definitely impressed. Mm-hmm. Happy I read it. Meanwhile, Jones is over here trying to pick fights with hipsters last week. <laughs> uh, con- yeah, you know, uh, yeah. art fans this week, really art form connoisseurs. No, not at Who all. Who are you going to try and fight next week? I, I have no desire to fight anyone. Catholics. I just, uh, I, I am Catholic. I fight with my soul every day. Uh, no, I. This is just not for me. This is okay. just okay. not, okay. you know, not up my alley. You don't have to get angry when you're looking I'm at not us. Angry. Crazy, you know. It's get your glasses. I, I don't. I can't even tell Malcolm you. Me. Glasses. <laughs> uh, Love and rockets. I I enjoyed it. Um, you know, definitely unexpected from what, you know, what little I thought about it going in. Um, but yeah, just the art is like, I don't, I, I think he must have a different job, like during the day, you know, doing like mm-hmm. be- beautiful artwork for different companies. I don't know. It's just, it's just like almost too good for, like, I don't, it sounds for not almost mainstream. It maybe. Yeah. I, well, uh, the, it can be sort of condescending like mainstream because I didn't know about it, but you know, now you do. Now you do. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Because right. Jonesy Loves Beer said so. Uh. <laughs> uh. We got your letters. I'm going to open them up. Farrington's going to read them to you. Letters at paperkeg.com. If you're Catholic and have been offended by Jonesy, please email us. Mm-hmm. Read your letter on the show, possibly by the next best black man on the show, me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, what do we got this week? Paper keg guys, come That's us. Good episode. I agree with the idea that Infinity Gauntlet was fun, but ultimately pointless. Just an excuse for Starlin and Perez to go nuts with cosmic nonsense with Marvel superheroes thrown in for good measure. To answer your question, though, about the comic glossing over Thanos acquiring the Infinity Gauntlet, there is a zero issue, or rather rather a two-issue prequel series, The Thanos Quest from 1990. That's the story of how Thanos acquired the gems. So, yeah. Thought you should know about that. Keep up the great work. Love the podcast. Jim Purcell. Oh, Jim. that's cool. We did not know. Jimmy P. I'm going to call him. Yeah. Thanks for writing in, uh, um, and thanks for reading along with us, the inf- uh, Infinity Gauntlet. You know, that just hit the app. If you're interested in uh, changing your mind about the Infinity Gauntlet. Check it out. Definitely. I'd, I'd like <laughs> to, I would like to check out that two-issue series. Though, Ron to find Lim. Out how he got the gems. 
there's a, one, I recognize one of the covers. It's one of those weird 90s, not even 90s, but weird uh, covers where the character is looking at you and frightened. Like, you, you can't see the character they're looking at. Mm. And it's Silver Surfer, like, looking afraid. It's pretty funny. Mm-mm-mm. Love it. Next up comes from our, our boy, Seth, from the Ancillary Characters podcast. Rest in peace, that podcast. <laughs> I heard it's done. It's on hiatus. <laughs> it's on hiatus. Oh, it's okay. coming back. Permanent hiatus. <laughs> have you gotten? Have you guys noticed of late the insane amount of independent comic companies starting up? Monkey Brain, Thrill Bent, Oh Yeah, etc. What, if any, effect do you think this will have on the industry as a whole? Most of these are digital only, and they seem to make waves simply by announcing they're a new independent comics producer. Do you think we'll get to the point where this stops being a selling point due to flooding the digital market with new indie studios? Why are so many people wanting to start their own company rather than simply going through someone like Image? Is it just the convenience of using the digital avenue for publication? Just curious what you guys think. All the love in my heart of hearts. Seth. Seth from my iPhone. Uh, will there be too many? Are they going to flood the market? It's a very good question. I think Kickstarter is... I'm tired of hearing about comics on Kickstarter, to be honest. I'm almost done with the Kickstarter comic thing. That's already flooding my mind. Yeah, that's fl- flooding mine my mind grapes. You know, your mind um, grapes. What about what about uh, independent digital uh, comic creators? You getting tired of that yet, or you think it's uh, the trend's going to stay here? I think hmm, that's a good question. I think we're not over. I think the industry and the mass the masses are not over the fact that creator owned is is not still a good marketing tool. Like, I, I think I could still sell comics, and uh, it'll be here. I don't know for how much longer, but I do see a tipping point where um, folks could stop falling for that. Like, is that a good term? No, I, I think there are definitely some that push creator-owned, but then you hear them all jazzed about getting a job at Marvel or DC, you know, yeah. and then you kind of... Right in the Batman. You, you know, weren't you promoting... Like, and not even him, like some other ones I noticed were like big on, you know, creator-owned properties, and then they're they're doing a Marvel project, and you just don't really hear them pushing creator-owned as much anymore, mm-hmm. which is weird. But, I mean, it's I think it's, for some, it's a tool just to get to a paid gig at Marvel or DC, and then... I think it's very possible, yeah. I mean, you, I think it's cool that... The, I mean, it's it's. I think it's a human nature to want to be recognized for the work you do, and if you're, it's is it the ultimate compliment that you're getting recognized by DC or Marvel? I, I think it probably is. I mean, it depends on what kind of moral high ground you're probably taking, or some, or what stand. If if Marvel comes to you and wants you to write a book or or draw a book, you're going to turn them down on on some sort of like stand you're taking against mm-hmm. the against the industry i mean there's a there's a lot of creator and stuff like hitting kickstarter i don't think a lot of it's that great you know there's gonna be crap out there it's because it's creator doesn't mean it's any good yeah i think most of it is people you know i want to start you know the why men issue one and because the craze is now to crowdfunding mm-hmm. someone will back it you know How did people mean? make comics without Kickstarter back then? Like, you know. Obviously, I mean, like, Love and Rockets. <laughs> it's yeah. 30 years old. They did it somehow. So, I mean, at what point, I'm going to get, I'm probably see one Kickstarter where I just get turned off by them, you know, do it your G-damn self. Yep. You know? You don't have to Kickstart everything. 
Put some money, put your back into it. I think, uh, you know, I think at some point, there are a lot of new publishers now. I don't know what it takes to keep a publishing company going. You could just go down to the patent office and apply for an application, you know, in a tax ID or something, and you got a publishing company. But, uh, you know, that could possibly start to flesh out in the future, like, you know, some of the, the herd starts thinning out, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. I have a, I have a different perspective, only because... I guess Fiends and I are on the cusp on the cusp of deciding how we're gonna do our stuff. Like I already have an established life, established income, you know, a family. Like for me, the goal for me is not to go get a job at Marvel or DC at this point. There's no way I would uproot my life at 30 with a wife and kid on the way mm-hmm. to fly to LA and write for 30 grand a year, maybe. Or, you know, whatever pittance they're getting paid. I guess for me, and I hope for Brad, too. I guess I should have asked him before I started (laughs) down this road. But, you know, uh, (laughs) like, I'm not in it to get a paycheck. I have this really cool story I've had for a long time. And I have somebody who I think is right there with me on board with the story I want to tell. And it's just one of those things that I want to, this is a story I have that I want to tell as a storyteller. And if it takes off, great. And the first time someone says, hey, I want to buy your trademark, quote me a price. You know what yeah. I mean? I will sell out so fast. Yeah, I wonder but how But I many... don't think anybody else, if, if it's somebody, I guess my point is, if you want to make this your career, that's when you get passionate about the way you want to market your own product. But it's different for me and Brad, I guess, because we're already established. We're going into this many years mm-hmm. at doing other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I don't know. <coughs> um, Did I, I don't know. Wiggle. In the no, I laughed at his at Dale's noise there. <laughs> yeah. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> edit that out. Um, I, I think it's also maybe the. Uh, who knows what these people are like in real life? I mean, you've Slim, you've met a ton of them, so you probably know more than anybody. But so the like, time or two. I f- I feel like it. It's almost gets uncomfortable on Twitter because social media could. All, possibly drive a creator to one corner of the other or the other you know what i mean like you have uh, you know my boy steve niles i've i've met him a few times we've collaborated we've traded emails is it because of that like am i afraid that steve niles since he's watching my i know he's watching my twitter do i need to take a hard stand on uh, creator owned comics until like this uh, a Marvel gig comes along and then he busts your balls about it and with a little winky emoticon and uh, he's like oh but you're, but it's not creator owned like <clears throat> I wonder how much of that social media peer pressure is driving I that bet hard line I bet it's huge I, I think in any business and comics is not ex- an exception everybody wants to eat from the same table and but there's never enough food to go around like people who go to a corporate job and they want that promotion and 40 other people want that promotion they all want to eat for the same table but there's not that many spots so when somebody gets that spot a person nine times out of ten will always begrudge that person their success Mm -hmm. yeah particularly if it's deserved oh that guy deserves it well i'm going to tear him down to make myself feel better and I think that's in, in social media, and, and like I don't follow half of the uh, creators on Twitter anymore because it's like you have a very insulated industry where these people are probably people you're going to work with someday. So why risk 
tearing him down and shooting insults. Especially if we're going to end up in a room together later on down the road. Absolutely. Know. No, I, I, I'm right there with you. Like, it feels almost like uncomfortable at times if, if some of the, the, the what must be going through some of these creators heads because they happen to write Marvel titles or DC titles like they're the bad guy or something like that or they can't be friends with the other folks without trading barbs all the time you know yeah it's it's getting out of control you know uh, ridiculous we got yeah. anything else I don't know how far we got off point there but uh, we got one uh, from useful, a useful bag of trash is how they sign their email. Multiple choice. The Superman trailer was A, weak and unimpressive. B, snappy and well played. C, mediocre and cliche. D, a carbon copy of the Batman Begins trailer. The Dark Knight Rises was A, engaging and conclusive. B, requires a director's cut with added or extended scenes. C, confused and bogged down. B, Side note, Batman impressions are banned from being used to answer any questions. <laughs> I think the world is tired of Batman impressions at this point. Thankful you so bag of trash. But my main impressions are on the way. <laughs> <laughs> Got any more? No. Which I actually have a ton. I, I just don't want to get good, to it on. Actually. It, all it is is Sean Connery and me holding my nose. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, rough. Just the way Martha Wayne liked it. Uh, Excellent. Good heavens. Uh, Superman Man of Steel trailer. You liked it? I thought it was very Chris Nolan. I enjoyed it. Uh, I did too. I hope it's similar to Birthright in some fashion. You know, he's semi-reluctant to accept his role as you know, the Superman. I hope it. Hope it goes like that route. Did you see? Did you listen to the Russell Crowe one where they like lift the lines from the All Star Superman comic? Uh, there's yeah. two. There's two trailers. I I did think the Kevin Costner one was better though, only because he has that line. And someday you're gonna have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was pretty cool. I I have. I don't know. The, the, I had low hopes, but the trailer... Mm-hmm. I mean, the Watchmen trailer that he made, the first one was really great. Oh, beautiful. Oh, yeah. Smashing Pumpkins. The, beautiful. The music. Yeah. And then the movie awesome. turned out to be so-so. Yeah. I like the Rorschach parts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not... I'm not entirely convinced that the uh, casting choice of Robin Williams was the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> no? Uh, I no. still think that was a long troll. That was Mark. the longest troll. That was the long troll, I think, from Dale right there. Uh, what a show. What a show. 69, good. huh? Safe, decent, right? Better than that last week's. Yeah. What's uh, What's the book club next week? Do we know? Oh, boy. Let's save it. Save it for the fireside. We'll talk about it. Fireside. Flex Mental. We're going to read it again. Don't oh. <laughs> <laughs> need to. Uh, thanks again for everybody for listening. And... Uh, you know, those iTunes reviews. It means a lot. It really does. We're running out of shows. <laughs> no, but seriously, new format starts next week. That's right. Oh, scary. It's sneaking up on us. Uh, Jonesy, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I don't have a bad impression. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
We'll see everybody next week. This is Paper Kegs Reckoning. Show format. Hmm. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm excited. Really snuck I up on us. Pretty Did. excited. You know? Are you gonna be there? I hope so. Yeah. It'll be a month without Dale. When's uh Dale underscore two? Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. So drop. Yeah. So the next recording will be August sixth. I'm good to go for that. Um, when we so for the folks who maybe this is your first time listening, new format is we're recording one recording sesh four shows are coming out of that we're going to cross swords for that one time and (laughs) a byproduct of four shows coming out two paper keg propers and two like firesidey chatty extended firesides um so august 6th (laughs) so august 6th will be the uh, first one and then it's like september 3rd or something Uh, my my second born will be here by then but I'm going to try to work it out. Since it is only one recording session, hopefully I can get it in there. Because if not, I'm going to be gone a month. And it'll be down here per schedule. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, yeah. you know, that'll be a, probably a lot easier that on could the help, yeah. if we came down. Plus, I'm sure my wife will want to see the baby by then. If little man is up there, you know, crying or something, I can be here. Right. For mental support. For mental support. I'm, I'm not going to come up and stop recording. No. But I will be in the vicinity. In case something happens. Just in case your wife, you know, put my hand out there, like... Like loses it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's... It's here, boys. I mean... So the second... the So one show will post, regular show, no fireside included in that show. That's it. Just kiss it goodbye. You just started getting used to it. This is the last regular fireside. Mm. Single tier. Do you believe that? Uh, if you're familiar with the... How did this get made format? Similar to that. You know, they do the regular show, announcement show the next week. Should be similar to what we'll do. We'll announce the next book club. We'll read letters uh, after, you know, we'll have a regular little fireside. It'll be wonderful. I still don't know what I want to call that episode in the numbering system. I'm running out of time. Yeah, I think we should just go with consecutive numbering it's going to be weird but we're using the same feed we and c- well you know what we could do we could just continue numbering and then we could just name that episode something that comes up during the recording we have no, we've never oh, done yeah, that before yeah yeah that could be a nice you know something different something mm-hmm. we don't normally do like like last week we could have used like like cataclysmic penal event <laughs> in my pants <laughs> like something like that that could have been the show title, yes. Yeah. And that would have been, yeah. So, we'll, yeah, we could do something like that. It's an idea. Give people an idea that it's not quite paper keg. That's what my fer- my Man. fear is. Right. You know, my fear is uh, someone tuning in for the first time and getting fireside. 
Do we have an intro for that episode? Yeah, I think we're going to have to, like just a quick one. You know, this if you're yeah, looking for the comics podcast. No, I mean like music. Do we do any musical intro? Do we just like come in cold? Ooh. Is there a way to clip our intro music now or just do the Stanley part and then the book the page flapping? Could just do the page flapping. Uh, yeah, that Ooh. would be all right. Just the page flap. You know, you you come in or maybe we do we rotate introductions, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, we're back for this episode of Paper Keg, it's uh, Dale Slim, Mark and Jonesy, and Dale Slim, just make it Jonesy. punchy, you know, like one sentence or less on a person, mm-hmm. and then just into the discussion. Crackling fireplace, all music in the background, music in the, <laughs> the entire background. <laughs> um, It'd be beautiful. Yeah, so this is, wow, it's coming, sneaking up on us. What's uh, the book club going to be? What's on our list? Boy. I mean, I'm uh, afraid to pick another book since I picked the last two. Oh boy, I know. You're Poor getting... Jonesy. We need to get Jonesy back in the game. Yeah, Jonesy. What do you? I mean, what do you want to do, man? Anything? Me? Yeah. Yeah. I you want to picks something that's not criminal or? Yeah, uh, I would love. I already, I just reviewed a lightning round, but I'd love to do what you guys' thoughts were on that Ed Brubaker three issue run. It's only three issues though. It's not a big fire. Mm-hmm. It's not a big book mm-hmm. club. But it, I think you like it. Uh, that's. Top five, what I'd like to do. What's on our suggestion list, Dale? Do we want to reveal? Uh, um, oh, yeah. Let's, let's make it transparent for the folks do out there. Do you know? Final uh, fireside chat ever. You know, uh, we got Kree Scrawl War. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iron Man. This Iron Man 1 through 12 has been on this list for. The Busick Iron Man. Yeah. It's been on the list for like four months. <laughs> uh, underwater Welder. Mm, I, Lemire. I'm all, uh, yeah. Let's maybe, do it. Maybe we should do that. I think that's we're gonna wait for the hardcover for me. So I think it's coming out this in the next couple weeks. So it might not be this next show, but maybe by recording session. Okay. Um, so that's There's definitely up there. Belt. Um, oh boy, Invincible Corto keg. That's gonna be. It's gonna be. That's something we're gonna have to work out with B Corto. That's gonna be H to try to schedule. Killer of Demons nightly news. Baltimore, the new Baltimore. It's only two issues. We could do. With the new format, that would be a great book to do. It's possible. Mm. It's possible. Now we all love Baltimore. Runaways. What? Don't do Runaways. You ever see that? BKV. Never read it. BKV. Highly touted. There you go. Underworld of Welder. Possibly Runaways. Possibly Baltimore. Anything else? Did we just do Baltimore? I feel like. We did the Curse Bells like maybe 10 episodes ago. Mm. Um, Channel Zero. B-Wood. I'd like to do, there's two uh, wartime books I'd like to do, The Nam and <laughs> have we done a wartime Sergeant book Rock. I don't, I don't think we have. I think we mm-hmm. should do it then. We haven't done a wartime book yet. I think it's something we should do. It's for Breath of Fresh Air. We did Ultimates. That's, that's a I wartime mean, that's book. Wartime, yeah. Captain America there. Knuckle deep in the, in the <laughs> war. Um, El Cazador I want to do. Mm, that's a beautiful pirate Novel from Cross Gen. Never heard of it. Cross Gen. Mm, I don't know. Ms. Marvel. Granville. Uh, you know, it's a lock and key. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Symbol. Oh, I met him too. Joe Hill. What? You met Stephen King's son? Gabriel Rodriguez. Chatted with him for a little bit, yeah. Did a little testimonial. Cool. Wow. Yeah. I am humbled. Yeah, he's a good dude. 
Sounds like it. Sounds feels like it's wrong amazing. that Mark's not here for the last fireside. I know. I wish I could. He was here so I could make fun of him. He's my foil. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Between that and it being uh, 12 a.m., 12 oh, or 4 a.m., you uh. guys are pretty much falling asleep on me here. It'll be 4.15 before we get home. I uh, wanted to kind of talk about Dark Knight, the movie, not Dark Knight Rises, but it's just too late in the night, you know? We got a couple more minutes. <laughs> One thing. Okay, you're He's like, like an enabler. You're One sleeping thing. with your eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I just have to drive. I wanted to... Which Jensen and I talked about it in the car ride. The one thing we did, I did allow us to talk about was the Dark Knight. I had to fish for it. <laughs> what, what was last? <laughs> because night? it wasn't the yeah. most recent movie. Well, what was the last time you watched it, Dale? Oh man, when I probably when I first got it on Blu-ray. What'd you think? Know. What'd you think of okay. the Dark Knight? Yeah, last time you saw it, I thought some of the plot points were junk. I didn't. I don't. It def, I don't think it held up as well as when I went to see it in the theater twice. Mm-hmm. But. It's been a while since then, so... The Gordon death thing. Remember when he faked his own death? Yeah. Do you think Harvey Dent and Batman were in on it? Oh, that's a good question. <clears throat> Gen Z says no. I'm saying... I think they would have to be. No, hang on. What's doing? Real quick. <laughs> Hear me out. If you, you can't, watch... You can't own it digitally, if obviously. You, you can only rent it. If you watch The Dark Knight, again, okay, with the assumption... If three characters were ignorant of each other's plans, it works. The moment you try to work in that long Halloween secret plan stuff as a comic book fan is where you start to trip yourself up. But okay. if, you, if you look at it as Gordon fakes his death, ignorant of the other two to protect his family, Harvey Dent, uh, Bruce Wayne goes to the press conference to give himself up. Harvey Dent doesn't want to imagine a Gotham without Batman because Joker's killing everyone. So he makes himself Batman knowing that Batman won't let him take the fall for it. And then they're both shocked when Jim Gordon is still alive. That How makes the most die? sense. How did he quote die in the movie? I don't remember. He takes a, f- a bullet for the mayor, allegedly. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's the wrinkle because somebody had to be in on it there to pronounce him dead. And, and to shoot at him. Well, the right? the shot comes... We never know who the shot comes from because the scene right before is Bruce shows up to the apartment uh, where the cops have been uh, robbed of their clothes and there's a timer on the... There's like a telescope or whatever you would call it pointed at the mayor's podium and he realizes what this is as soon as the blinds snap all the snipers shoot at his window and then Gordon kind of like has this look of oh my god on his face jumps up dives in front of the mayor a shot is fired oh my god and we just (laughs) and we just assume (laughs) did you live sound (laughs) I thought that Uh, was the button All right, so who set up that gun I don't know well I think the gun was set up by the Joker. So how... The, the fake gun, the blinds, I right. mean. Not the gun itself, but the fake sniper station. So what... Because he... Listen, listen to me real you quick. You won't even let anyone get a word in edgewise <laughs> I here. Know, I know, But I know where you're going. How did the Joker know that all that was going down? Well, he in the previous scene, he had left the clues 
on the name tags of the murdered cops in the apartment. So what gun shot Gordon? I don't know. <laughs> flimsy. I, d- I don't know. You have a flimsy explanation for this I'm, movie. I'm grasping at straws. Let's all watch it again. bad straws. Before the next recording. Let's pop it in I'm right probably, now. I would like to watch The Batman Rises again before, uh, before it leaves theaters. <laughs> the what? The Batman Rises? Dark Knight Rises? Whatever <laughs> the, the Batman Rises. <laughs> the Batman. Um, and I've also been chatting. He missed in my house as I walked through everything. What's that? You remember the line where... Um, the bat pod flies underneath the big rig the Joker's on, and he does a very oh. a bumpkin voice. He's like, he missed. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, I don't know. I'm probably going to watch Begins and Dark Knight again before I go see it again in theaters. Mm. Just to, I need to know. Mm-hmm. I'll have to write my thesis on it when I go for my doctorate. Uh, what a show. What a show. It's time for bed. It's over. This is the end, my only friend. 69 episodes. That's it. It's all changed. Mark all doesn't even know it's over. You know? He he wouldn't show up for the next recording session if we didn't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure sometimes, unless we group text, he doesn't even remember it's recording day. Yeah, that's that's very good observation. He's that's like, listen to this, we're fine. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, we'll see everybody next week. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Rest in peace. I don't know.